I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff, and we're happy to share with you the second part of our interview with Matthew and Kelsey of Exhibit A Brewing. So building a better beer is another one of your guys' mantras. And how does Exhibit A go about building that better beer? And I, let's say a, like a better brewery, I guess, for that matter. Uh, I mean, <laughs> people. Um, people make it better every day. And uh, I was just talking earlier about how we've had great staff over the years. Um, we've had a full turnover in the brewery. So everyone that's working in the brewery now is not from the original team from five years ago. Uh, that is both uh, sometimes scary, but also unbelievably refreshing. Um, we have a giant amount of energy right now back there. And, uh, we have a really great crew that care deeply for the product. They care deeply for each other, which is equally awesome. They work really well together. There's a lot of different skill sets back there that are, um, helping my, helping me do, uh, my job better. And quite frankly, I wouldn't say easier, but it's certainly, more gratifying and more fun. I just had a really ex- excessive text chain back and forth with our two uh, work producers. And we're talking about, we're adding some things tomorrow that we haven't used before some um, process aids. And so we're like, you know, how much do we want to use? And You know, that kind of stuff. So it's just fun to do that. Uh, we've done a lot of investment in efficiencies as far as the equipment is concerned, uh, trying to be as you know, ecological with our brewing as possible. We do, you know, PacTech uh, recycling program. We have a scrapyard that's kind of right, literally a block away that takes all of our aluminum and any uh, broken other metals and things like that, that we can uh, then sell to them and they'll recycle those in a, res- in a responsible manner. Yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've really focused on ingredient driven beers and caring about what the people think and, you know, making adjustments based on that in the sense of like, this beer was fun, we made it, and now we don't because maybe it wasn't as received as well as others. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit we've made a couple of clunkers, you know, and uh, it just, ha- it happens. And usually... Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we end up dumping them. Marketing guy says don't say that. That was the, the yeah, right follow-up right. answer, right? Yeah. That yeah. Is, but we don't that's... serve them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, no, we, we end up, we end up having to throw those beers away and we've had some, some beers that we have had to throw away over the years and it just, it is what it is. It's cost to do a business, you know, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. I think that yeah, we try to focus as much as we possibly can on local as well. You know, using local grain is a big part of what we do. Um, but even like our Sunday paper, uh, you know, stout, we work with a local coffee company that, also has these same values in their ingredient selection, um, who they're sourcing their beans from. We you know, did a partnership with a local bank that we use to help local charities. And even like our, our giving aspect is, you know, early on, we were like, oh, you know, we can work with, you know, larger nonprofits that, you know, can get us wider exposure. But then we're like, well, this, you know, the amount of money that we could give to like, you know, the Jimmy Fund or someplace like that, you know, it's, it's minuscule for them. But if we help a, a local after-school program in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, a few thousand dollars is is a lot of money to them. 
and that it goes so much further. So yeah, we decided to focus much more on supporting and uplifting our community as much as we possibly can, whether it's uh, you know uh, the larger community of local ingredients, um, supporting local communities and organizations, supporting our local customers whenever they need help, um, supporting other local businesses as well. So yeah, the teachers. Yeah, the teachers. Done some great stuff with teachers. I knew these were good people. <laughs> well, our tap room manager is a former teacher. There you oh, go. Nice. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah always about like 50% of our tap room staff is uh, our current or former teachers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But and I, I will always say I will hire anyone or at least give an interview to anyone who has teaching experience or Starbucks experience. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I. Because you've in both those jobs you've handled, you know, crowds, irate yeah. customers, you know, <laughs> you know, and whatever. Irate it is. customers. Yeah. Jeff, and, have you ever handled an irate customer in the classroom? Yes. But they're called students. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're called parents, actually. That's true. In and outside the classroom. Yeah, that's true. That's always a fun discussion when they decide to use the metaphor of a business and they're a dissatisfied customer. Yeah. <laughs> Ask them, what do you think I'm selling? Yeah, exactly. That's my 12-year-old you're talking about. Right. Like, yeah. You can always take your business elsewhere. That's right, right. right. <laughs> you loved your kid, you sent him to private school. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's an awesome response. Now you can just teach him from home. Exactly. Yeah, they all found out last year. They that. tried that during this pandemic, and you saw how that worked out. It was like for a while, teachers were the biggest heroes in the country because it was uh, like, please take my kids from me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so. Jeff, before your next question, I want to yeah. find out what two things. One, I'm wondering if you're with me on this porter. Yeah, 100%. We, we usually can read each other's minds a little bit. Yeah. Are, are the highest honor we can give a beer, and sorry, Tom, that you're not drinking this beer. Yeah. Is And Joe. We'll just decide that it. No, yeah, I'm not we'll sorry. Joe someone. has <laughs> yeah. not. I'm not sorry about that. He's the yeah. one that divided them up. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Cheers, Joe. But the highest honor we can give a beer is to call it the Shawshank beer. Yeah, uh, uh, and I'm there. I'm at a five. Yeah, five I out 100% of five on agree. This. Yeah, I, instantaneously when I first sip, I was like, "Oh, this is a five. We sat and drank with the sun on our shoulders and felt like free men. Hell, we could have been tarring the roof of one of our own houses. We were the lords of all creation. Shawshank. Yes. <laughs> I love that movie. I mean, yeah. I don't know what yeah. references, but the oh, scene where they're up on the roof and they've just finished roofing uh, it and they yeah. have a beer and they feel like men, they feel like gods. Yeah, that, they do. That's that's this beer. This that's, is that's <laughs> that beer gives you that feeling right there when you drink it. So very well done. The Kolsch is not far behind. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, a side note, a couple four, more, seven, these, five a couple more of these Kolsch's, I'll probably be up there as well because <laughs> both of them are, are, are as good a beer as you can have. So that's fantastic. So um, going back, I actually am a Spanish teacher, so I'm very excited to hear that a Spanish teacher had a profound effect <laughs> on your uh, your drinking. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah that's, that, that gives me hope. Yeah, so one of, one of our, one of our uh, questions we'd like to ask is kind of what were some of your wow beers that first got you introduced, interested in craft beer? I, get, I think you hit on a couple, but other than drinking with your Spanish teacher in Germany, um, <laughs> what were some, and we'll hit both of you guys, what were some of the things where you go, wow, beer can taste like this, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, the Budweiser's and the, the Natty Lights and that Stros. kind of stuff. Yeah, the Stroh's. Kelsey, you want it? why don't you take it, Kelsey? So for me, it, it, it was when I first tried Belgian beer. And it was so unlike anything else that I've ever had. And, you know, in my first duel, I was like, like, whoa, this is like boozy. And it's, uh, you know, and it's, it's got tons of different flavor. And it's got like, 
you know, the kind of clovey aspect to it. And like, I never imagined that a beer could taste like that. Um, and, you know, so I started like exploring Belgian beers that I could get here in the U.S. And, you know, I thought I knew I was like hot stuff and I thought I knew stuff. And <laughs> then we took a family vacation to Brussels and toured around Belgium a little bit. And just the week that we spent there, I was like, I know nothing. Like I, I, I was like, I, I learned so much just in that one week <laughs> from you know, uh, taking the tour of Cantillon and, um, and going to uh, Brouwer de Hoffman in Bruges and, and just kind of learning you know, their whole process and their philosophy to beer. And like every beer came in a different glass. And I was like, this is just amazing. Like the, being surrounded by that beer culture. Um, was just eye opening for me. So, very cool. Yeah, I. Uh, so I like to say that it started as a Grateful Dead song, um, <laughs> but it was actually it was actually a Grateful Dead tour uh, that caused it. My, you know, my older brothers they liked to party a little bit, and they they introduced me to some things in the <laughs> early nineties or late eighties, I should say. Um, it was it was nineteen eighty nine and or 1990 and we were going to see the Grateful Dead at the Boston Garden and I'm pretty sure someone was like you drink Molson's at dead shows that's what you drink <laughs> and if you're and if you're lucky you can find like lot beers and you get lot beers and you're going to find yourself something called Tagcaster Porter or Nut Brown Ale from Sam Smith's and so we we found these beers we found them you know we were seeing the dead it was like there you know it wasn't like it was Every and it, we talk about experience kind of dictating how great the beer was. Well, it was the best thing I'd ever had, yeah. and it turned out it was true, you know. And I quickly went from you know high school to UMass Amherst, and I mentioned the Spirit House before. Um, but Sierra Pale Ale was that beer that made oh. me it like it, like a, like a lot of us. Are we not supposed to mention Sierra? No, you're <laughs> all, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're yeah, Tom's favorite Tom's thing. Person. Yeah. yeah. You just checked the box. You know, I, I have an enormous amount of respect and, and you know, you'll, everybody in this industry looks at Ken as this uh, fantastic human that did something that none of us have been able to accomplish since. You know, he made the beer that everyone knows as the kind of quintessential beer of that style. And when I drink a Sierra now, it's like listening to that song that you're so familiar with. And you know every word, you know every piece of it. And the fact that they've not only maintained their quality, but improved their quality and made their beers as good as they've ever been is just an amazing accomplishment. Um, I've had the opportunity and the pleasure to meet and talk with Ken Grossman and his kids and their team and all that. And yeah, it's it's, it's an amazing beer, but it is not really the only beer that caused that. And I, you know, obviously the Sam Smiths and those things. Uh, and, and I, I, Hey, to the Canadians, Molson, you know, it, it started me <laughs> off. It really did. It really did. There you go. <laughs> My great. brother's not listening. Well, maybe listening on my, to this and, he, <laughs> and he's going to be like, Oh God, I can't stand Molson. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So, so on the other side of it then, and you, and you kind of talked about it a little bit, but what would have been then when the first wow beer you brewed? So you made a beer and you go, Oh, I can do this professionally. Uh, yeah. So that was Kona coffee Porter. It yeah, really was. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I found like, you know, Hawaiian, you know, blue mountain. It wasn't probably even really blue mountain coffee. It was just <laughs> Hawaiian coffee. And I had this young, very, uh, very, uh, energetic Labrador named Kona. And he and I 
stood in the front yard brewing beer all the time. Nice. He'd just hang out with me and we'd brew beer. I had a neighbor who was a cop and he always would make fun of me and be like, you're making more meth today. <laughs> like, no, just some porter, man, and some brown ales, you know. <laughs> and uh, that was in Flagstaff, and I I made an illegal amount of beer that year, um, more than a hundred gallons. I definitely made more than a hundred gallons. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was porter. That style really just it 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 rang for me, and I I really enjoyed making it. And we were talking about this just the other day. I love now that I don't necessarily have to be the only one in the room that makes the work, right? So if you come in and you start a batch of beer, the smell that you're creating, you're kind of in it. So you don't, you smell it, but it's not quite as penetrating, right? So the other day we were making Porter, I think last week, and I walk in at like 8.30, you know, kind of stroll in slowly, nice and late. You know, usually I'm in at six, so it felt good to walk in at 8.30. And Kyle had already mashed in and he was, probably mid through louder and it smelled like that day that I discovered nice. dark malts, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I love when I don't have to make this beer because I can <laughs> smell the work, you know, yeah. I could really smell it. And then of course you're in the brewery for 20 minutes and then it goes away. <laughs> yeah. Time to work. But the best is, uh, in the boil when like the whole neighborhood now smells. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Like, like fresh baked bread. <laughs> it's like, Oh, so nice. Yeah. Hey Tom, tell us what you're drinking. I'm uh, enjoying the hair razor. Ooh, yeah. Uh, and and I, I like the can art, you know, the the play on hair. For those of you at home, it's a rabbit, but it's actually spelled H-A-I-R. So it, there's a lot of stuff going on in this, uh, this double IPA. You got a lot of different citrus going on. Mango, I'm guessing, a little bit of grapefruit, maybe some peach, I guess. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Um, but, whatever you, but, whatever you're chasing, Tom, <laughs> your world but, right now. But the thing, the thing yeah. I really actually like about this, and, and I know you guys, we were talking about stories earlier, uh, is some of the the verbiage on the can. And I, I got to just throw it out here. Uh, it says we could talk about hops and all the stimulating senses and aromas they deliver, but in the end, it's all about the time spent with others, sharing fresh hoppy beer, and the moments that bring them all together. All right, well, that and hops. So <laughs> I, I just like that. I, I I think that I think that's colorful. I think it's playful. You know, that's one of the reasons why we all get together. Obviously, you know, is to drink and share stories and have a laugh. You know, yeah. that, that's what beer having a beer with your friends is all about. Absolutely. So uh, well done, well done, guys. Thank you. The fun thing about Hair Razor for us is um, it it is an enormous amount of different flavors going on. There's uh, six different hop varieties in that beer. Um, wow. Galaxy, Mosaic, Cashmere, wow. Azaka. And then we also use Cryo Azaka, Cryo Mosaic. And then we use a, a hop called TNT, which is actually a German kind of tropical hop. That's like a whacked out German high alpha dry hop beer. It's a hop generally used for dry hopping. And uh, we discovered it just kind of on a whim. Let's try it and really dig it. And uh, the nice thing about that is that they all kind of lend to each other. It's led with Mosaic and Galaxy for the most part, which is where I think a lot of that fruit that you're getting is coming from. But again, the beer is built around malt, you know, and it's got English barley, American two-row, a lot of uh, Vavavom, which is our dextrin malt that we get from Valley Malt, and of course, Warthog Wheat, which is in most of our beers, also from Valley. And so we've, we've discovered this way of creating this big base 
that gives the hops a place to sing, you know, and uh, that's, that to me is the, the best part about that beer. And the, uh, the story behind that label too is originally we had this awesome design of like a spider on the front with like a, a web kind of going around it. And the, our owner saw it and he has arachnophobia <laughs> and he was like, there's no way I would ever buy Man. this beer on the shelf. <laughs> like the spider has to go. Yeah. <laughs> you need a, need a new design. And I'm like, oh man, like I like that. I was like, you know, that was like my first month on the job, you know. So I'm like, oh great, like the owner, like now hates my <laughs> my design. And um, well, and if you remember, Kelsey, that design also we we had the idea because I don't know where it came from, but I thought it would be a fun thing to tributize. Now David Bowie was still alive at the time, mm-hmm. and we thought it would be cool to have a spider on this beer. Why, where the reference came from, it was just like a, a fun music reference. Right. And then Bowie goes and dies, and we're like <laughs> all bummed. I'm bummed because I'm a huge fan. But, and I'm like, we can't. And, and, and Sean hates spiders. He's afraid of right. spiders. Right. So, so we're like, okay, we can't use this anymore. Like, we can't tributize Bowie. It just doesn't feel right. And so we, yeah. So, and then Kelsey came up with this new design with just the rabbit. We didn't have the carrot yet at that point. And I will be honest, and Kelsey knows this, I was not a fan when he first came up with it. I thought it was silly and fun and playful, like you're saying, but it wasn't what I thought we were looking for. And then I think I saw it, the first time I loved it, I saw it on a sweatshirt. And I was like, Mm. ah, I get it. I get it right now. And we had already been using it for like a couple months at that point. And, uh, And I wasn't, you know, it's hard sometimes when you see something every day, it's like you start to lose a little bit of, the you know the appeal for it and now it's it's actually one of my favorite labels that we have and it and people tend to people tend to uh be excited about it before they even get into the beer and then of course that it's all over after that they're they're hooked yeah but but if you look at uh if you look at the rabbit's ear his earring is a little tiny spider on the nice well done so we got the spider in there nice good no, we'll, we'll cut that part so you don't get fired. But yeah, that's awesome. You have to drink a couple more of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you'll find it. So one story we've heard over and over about the community of brewers that support each other. That that In San Diego, North County, wherever we've traveled, that's been a constant. So I'm, I'm wondering if you have the same sort of relationship with each other on the East Coast in Massachusetts, where it's less competition and more uh, uh, brotherhood sisterhood yeah i mean i'd love to say that it's cutthroat and we just knock people out of our way as we get their draft lines um but no it's completely there's a ton of camaraderie i have weekly if not monthly calls with uh friends who own breweries i have uh, one friend in particular we try to talk at least once a week and we just what'd you do this week what you know what'd you try new what'd you what what's been working for you you know, how are your numbers in the tap room? That kind of stuff. And then I have other friends that are, you know, also in this market that we maybe don't speak as often, but when we do, there's an immediate kind of mutual respect, mutual love for each other and what we're doing. And uh, Some of my best friends are my biggest competitors, you know, and I'd like to believe that, but really they're killing it just as well as we're killing it, you know, and, and sometimes you even <laughs> take each other's employees, you know, and so as an example, there's a brewery here in Massachusetts that does an incredible job of beer making and also beer selling. And they 
well, we could just say it. It's called Trillium. People have heard of them. Yes. No, and uh, heard of them. I, I, I have a semi-monthly phone call with JC, the owner, and we, we chat as often as we can. And one of the things that happened where like all of a sudden, like one after another, I kept hiring his people <laughs> and we, we hired Joe and then we hired John and then we hired Kyle. And like, it was like this mass exodus and JC, I, I, you know, each one I had to call him and be like, Hey man. So I got another one. And, uh, and actually one of them has since gone back and is back at Trillium and, and, uh, and the other two have since left us and gone on to other things. So it's just, it, ha- it happens. I mean, we, we share the same goals a lot of times, and that means this, the human element will overlap. And we have a former staff member, uh, Katie B, who is a, a real favorite of ours. She's she's amazing. She came from our tap room and became this great brewer. She actually moved out to California for a while, worked at Trumer. She came back, worked for us again for another year, and then has since moved on to our our good buddies up at Allagash. And and you know the the brewmaster at Allagash, Jason Perkins, who I've known forever calls me and it's like, Hey, you know, I hope we're cool. I'm like, dude, I'm so happy for you and her. And, you know, of course. And yeah, it's a, yes. And every time I show up at your brewery, please fill my trunk, you know, <laughs> and they, and they do, they take care of a, they, they yeah. yeah, they take care of us anyway. They're the best, but it is, there is a lot of that. And, and yeah, I actually, I, I, I find people that run breweries to be enjoyable people to hang around with, you know? That makes Good. me happy to hear that. That seems to be a yeah. through line uh, of the beer industry, microbrew industry, all the way across the country. Yeah, yeah. we're ninety. We're. I used to think we were ninety nine percent asshole free. Excuse me, but I believe it's closer to eighty five percent. Yeah, Just that's, saying. The, that's <laughs> back to our earlier question, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not uh, even sure what side of that I'm on. Tell you the truth. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. According to Kelsey, you guys are on the right side of it, and I and I think that that's true. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, from it our appears. interactions here and our that's, earlier that's interactions, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good plan. And that's because we believe we're on the right side of it, but that could be wrong. Also, <laughs> we may all hey. be wrong. Hey. hey, Jeff, you up for one more beer? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I gotta. Mine's just at arm reach. I'm gonna grab it. Okay, Go sounds good. I'm gonna I'm gonna open mine and pour it, which I actually already did. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert: I've been drinking this. Um, just a kitten, New England IPA. Uh, it says brewed with Citra Mosaic and uh, Vic Secret hops. Yeah. Again, another very delicious. You know, and again, it's like got good nice nose. Yeah, 5%. Yeah. That that's one of the first beers we decided to not do uh bittering hops in it. It Interesting. Okay, yeah, you don't just, have It's just Whirlpool and and dry hops in that beer. It delivers, I think. Yeah, uh, it's got a little bit, but it's not overwhelming at all the, the bitterness or whatever, you know, coming off the hops. It's just kind of subtle through, yeah. throughout and it's and it's finishes very very clean and you know, for you know, New England IPA for here we call them a hazy, but it's uh, delicious again. And like I said, at five percent, light, pretty light. You can drink a bunch of them, yeah. and it doesn't just destroy your palate. You know, because again, you're not, you don't have that all that resiny, piney taste that's going to just not let, allow you to drink another beer later on. The aroma makes my mouth water. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really good. I do like too on your kit. You're you're all cats for kittens once for this beer. We are letting our inner kitten meow. It's a little bit feisty and a little bit playful. Never lose your inner kitten. You guys are big into the cats. Well, so, uh, <laughs> not intentionally. No, yeah. not not intentionally. In fact, my cat is sitting right here, and she wants to kill me in my sleep. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but the thing about the, the fun thing for a me, redundant statement. Yeah, the fun thing for me in that in that particular one is we talked a lot about having like a kitten, a smaller version of the cat's meow, um, or doing something completely different. And it took a while for us to you know kind of 
come around to doing to actually doing it. And this beer has been around what now two years, uh, roughly. And at, at the time, we you know we weren't really sure how we were going to put the label together. Uh, as you compare the cat's meow label to this one, obviously a lot right. more color, a lot more playful. Uh, my twenty year old daughter, who was eighteen at the time, drew that cat, uh, that kitten, um, with the ball of yarn and turned it into Kelsey for him to kind of create the label out of that artwork. And that's certainly very gratifying. She's an art student in college now. So that that's cool. That's okay. awesome. That was one of her one of her first paid gigs. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, and she's actually done a few labels for us. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, the beer itself has done very well. It, it kind of took a little bit of its uh, it took. A, I don't even know the word, but it became our number two selling beer behind the cat's meow and right ahead of hair razor their hair razor and kitten are kind of right in line with each other right now. So it's, you know, kind of took its own path and, and has found a lot of fans for sure. I, I can totally see it. Cause I think what ends up happening with a lot of people is, is they want the flavor and everything of that new England IPA, but they, like I said, they don't want to be hit over the head with all that bitterness. That's going to then, you know, that you're kind of one or two of these and you're, you you can not taste anything else the rest of the night. So it's, yeah. it's kind of a nice, um, no, it's I use the expression a lot, but kind of like a gateway into it, right? You drink this and you're like, I can drink a bunch of these and, and, uh, <laughs> and I can still walk away at the end of the evening and have enjoyed a really flavorful beer. Yeah. And we tend yeah. to, you know, we're, we're old people at the brewery. Well, yeah. me, and Kelsey, me and Kelsey are the old people. He's I'm older. Old. I just want to point it out. He's the old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> doesn't show. <laughs> no, he, he looks 16 go, in his wedding picture. It's, it's nice. kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does look young, um, but, yeah. We we want we want less alcohol in our beers, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah. and I think you know these these like if you call them session or lower alcohol right. yeah. beers, I think uh, have a real important place in what we do. Yeah, no, I hundred percent. This is where my palates landed. Speaking of being older, uh, this is where my palates landed. This is this is what I'm looking for uh, when I want hops. When that's that's my kick. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm going to take a Kolsch first off the bat all the time. But when I'm ready for some hops, this is the kind of beer I'm looking for. And in San Diego, they're they're a little more available, accessible now. You can find them. But we had a long stretch where you were not going to find a beer that that was this pleasant, this balanced. Um, I want mild's not the right word because it's still hop four. It's still plenty of hops, but it's not a palate wrecker, right? Yeah. You know, what I really like about this too is that it's five. It's only five percent but it doesn't drink like a 5%. You know, it's got, uh, it still has a, a full mouth feel. Um, it doesn't finish watery like some, uh, some other ones that I've had, you know, and it just, it, you know, it just has a good backbone to it. You know, so I'm not sacrificing anything, you know, and I can enjoy a, a you know, flavor wise, but I can enjoy it. You know, I can have two of these instead of one right. hair razor. <laughs> no, and you know, it's, it's good. Cause we, we've had that conversation with a bunch of breweries and it seems like that seems to be kind of, a lot of them are, are working on that on on creating that lighter beer in terms of alcohol content, but you're not not sacrificing flavor, which yeah. I like that you kind of said that we're not sacrificing the the taste and the flavor. So that's kind of a cool uh, uh, trend to see happening because I, I am I'm like you know a lot of especially if you go in on a weeknight you know and and you, you know you go okay what am I going to order? And you, sometimes you look at that and you say oh that's a lot lighter than the the nine point four you got sitting over there. I'd like to have the nine point four, but maybe I'll wait for the weekend on that one. So right right um, yeah. So one final question for me here: When we plan our uh, our East Coast brewery tour and visit Massachusetts, um, obviously we're coming to your guys' place. But right. give us some insider information or what's give us three must visit 
but not on everyone's list breweries that we should be, be checking out there. Are you just going to be in Massachusetts? Well, of course not, but let's just focus yeah. on Massachusetts right I mean, now. So we're staying, we're yeah. staying at your place. So I mean, you yeah, can right. so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we can get you from your home. Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, I mean, Kelsey, this is a tough question. Yeah. Um, it's real. What do you think, man? It's real journalism. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they call it big J journalism. That's what they call it. Yeah. yeah. And we're not trying to, this is just this three. I mean, we're obviously going to go to many, many more, but you know, right. we, we don't want to bypass these ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it depends what you're looking for. Um, but we don't need the May- Mayflower Brewing Porter. Right. Right. Yeah. right. We've seen the we uh, upgrade. We've seen the 2.0 on that, and we're satisfied. Nice. Yeah. I and mean, I think there's, you know, uh, if you want, you know, there, there's some breweries that are like building some really awesome destination, you know, tap rooms. Uh, Castle Island just built a really awesome one, uh, the south end of Boston. And, you know, they're doing like South Shore style bar pizza, you know, which is, which is a thing out here. And, you know, so it's kind of a, a great destination experience. Um, you know, I think there's uh, one of my favorite tap rooms to hang out in that's not ours is uh, Redemption Rock here in Worcester. They've got a really awesome space. Um, they also do coffee in the morning, so so you can literally hang out there all day. They're, the space that they created is just really warm and welcoming, and um, it's just a really nice chill vibe, and especially like on a summer evening to sit out on their on their patio and you know have a couple of beers and just really nice really nice experience. Yeah, I think the other the other place I would mention is uh, one of the oldest brew pubs in Massachusetts called Cambridge Brewing Company. Will Myers and Phil Ballantyne run that place. And it is, in my opinion, the best brew pub you will ever find. Now, I know you guys got some good ones out there in San Diego County, but um, and there's plenty all over the country. But this particular brew pub, they nail it pretty much on every level. Um, they've got an amazing core portfolio of classic styles like Amber and Porter and Regatta Golden and all these cool beers. But then there's like a huge list of cellared beers and vintage beers and, and barrel aged beers and sour beers and Solera project beers and like amazing, amazing things. And then somehow they also nail the food on a lot of levels. And I love that place and those people. Um, I don't know that I've ever been, I've been there literally so many times and I've never had an experience that wasn't like, ah, guy, I can't wait to go back, you know? And, uh, and I've been there actually three times in the last couple months, Mm -hmm. um, which is rare for me to even leave the house or the brewery. (laughs) And if you're near us, uh, if you're near, if you're coming to us, which obviously you are, um, (laughs) We're, wherever you're going at 8.30 in the morning, we're going with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's, no there, Ward, you know, there's, it is. there's some great breweries in our area as well. Uh, Startline actually does come to mind. I was not, I haven't been there a lot. I've only been there a couple of times, but it is a very cool spot. Their beers are really good. Um, they're Startline because they're right at the beginning of the Boston Marathon okay. in, in Hopkinton. Uh, Hopkinton. Um, so it's just kind of a cool thing. And you can take a ride from Startline and to us and then beyond and really hit a bunch of great breweries in between. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're coming to Boston, you kind of need to go to Harpoon. I mean, yeah. it, you I've, know. Been, I've, I've been to Harpoon. That's the one yeah. I have been to and it's yeah. a really cool spot. Yeah. 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 It's a great brewery. Yeah. I worked Still there. The only place you can years. get Harpoon dark. Yeah, Harpoon yeah. dark was like, a, it's like their Munich Dunkel was just yeah. one of my favorite beers and they, you can only get it on traps there now. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dying art. <laughs> 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 and so is harpooning 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Their pretzels are, are amazing. Yeah, yeah, they've done a great job. Oh, that's what I've, we I've know. also that, been to Harpoon up, up in Vermont. Vermont. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. It was the, yeah, Windsor. I've been to that one, and that was really cool because there was a distillery right next to it. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's still there. This was like eight or nine years ago. It's still there. Yeah. It, yeah. It was very cool. I, I, that was, it was really neat. You know, that, that, so I was really impressed with their place and, and their beers and stuff. I mean, so if I, we're going to talk about where to go in, in New England uh, overall, yeah. there's too many yeah. breweries even yeah. to begin with. <laughs> right. We have a listener, Max, who's going to take us everywhere when we get there. Nice. He's in, he's in Rhode Island. Right. And, uh, right. And we've been dying to, to catch up with him when we get over there. And, and he has promised to take us everywhere. Nice. Well, there's, but he'll have to come pick us up at your house. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to get that rolling. <laughs> he did not uh, really offer for us to stay with him, where, where yeah. we feel you kind of did. Yeah, we did I offer. Felt, yeah. I felt it was there. So. Hey, mark, that, Tom, mark that, Tom. <laughs> I hope you like concrete floors and pinball. <laughs> uh, we yeah. can't be picky. Yeah. <laughs> Take us to enough breweries, it won't matter. Yeah. Also weird, he knows where you live, so that's a... <laughs> <laughs> right here. Uh, we also beer, stay in the brewery, awesome. just... Uh, don't turn the alarms on, and and we can make ourselves at home there. That's actually would be a bucket list thing. That would if, if you wanted to consider yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the only one who slept in that brewery so nice. far. So. <laughs> well, that was before or after the roommate shower. <laughs> yeah, it was an it was an evening. <laughs> Although I have I have as a, as as we say in my family, I have taken a schliffy in the brewery as well. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to, I'm going to one more question here. I think you played your hand on this early on about the Kolsch, but let's say you're out of Kolsch or whatever, <gasps> whatever mismanagement happened. It's happened. Well, no, it's supply and demand. You're out of Kolsch. I want to know your, for both of you, Matthew and Kelsey, what are your go-to exhibit a beer? Mm. I would say the one I drink the most is just a kitten. I'm still an, I, I'm, I'm a hazy IPA fan. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not afraid to admit it. And for me, this is this is my everyday, you know, because it's five percent. I can have a couple when I get home and still feel okay in the morning. And yeah, you know, so it's pretty much my go-to. I could give you a fake answer. <laughs> no, why? <laughs> but your brewery. <laughs> let's. I'm going to preface this with: I don't drink a lot these days. Uh, I, I uh, I'm one of those brewers who has found it somehow uh, exhausting to drink too much and yeah. i probably have no more than a pint a week or so these days the last couple of years starting in the pandemic nothing related to the pandemic i just kind of hit a wall and wanted to get in a little bit better health and shape yeah. and uh, drastically reduce my drinking my go-to beer will always be and has always been porter it just has yeah and the kolsch the kolsch is just like what happens to be the regular beer and I have one in my hand, of course. But uh, when when someone says, "What's your favorite beer?" It is right now for out of our portfolio. It is Briefcase Porter, and it's I, I can't even everything about it. There, there's like I could pick out all the things about the Kolsch beer that I would try to improve, or oh, there's a little too much of that going on in here. This batch or whatever. The Porter seems to always satisfy. And uh, it's the one that I find to be the most consistent in our portfolio. Yeah, we're actually about to transfer a batch uh, tomorrow, I think, or maybe Monday. But uh, we're fresh batch coming up. Tis the season. So if it's this good in a can, I I can't wait to have it on on draft. Yeah, we have it on draft every day at the brewery. Nice. All right. Good to know. Good to know. 
<laughs> yeah. Nice. We're, we're looking in. You'll, you'll show up and we'll run out somehow. There we go. <laughs> that has to be happening. I'm like, you promised. I'll save some. <laughs> well, Kelsey and Matthew of Exhibit A Brewing in Massachusetts, thank you for joining us. Well, this has been fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for sharing your beer with us. Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. We'd love to keep talking, but right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N, beer run. B double E double R U N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N, beer run.